how many are enjoying this fasting time? I've, I've been amazed how uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about being sustained tonight. And um, it has much to do uh, with where I think we need to be going during this time. It's, it's so easy um, to feel like our, our focus can, can gravitate to the flesh. And really, it needs to be the opposite. Um, we need to not be, we need to be listening less and less. And actually letting um, the denial thing of, of certain things that we're doing to our flesh go over to where it really needs to be, where, where uh, the spirit gets to be magnified and, and strengthened. And so, um, uh, actually, I got some new, cool new things going on. I don't know. I found out some new things I could do on the app. So, if you go to that this week, I just want to look at it real quick. What's that? Why are you laughing? This is serious business. We got to be serious. No, I was fr I was wrestling with some stuff because there's some functions that, and I found out uh, you can actually uh, get some neat pages up. Anyway, if you're going to go to the this week to the notes, you're going there anyway, so you might as well enjoy what I discovered today. All right. Um, so. Uh, We've already been doing it tonight, but the the biggest battle we have, and I think, you know, from the moment that we're born, you know, we got to go up and see uh, Erica's new little baby. She's just perfect. She's just wonderful. Just a beautiful baby. And and they did, they had a nurse in there when we got there that I, I didn't realize they do this, but she was doing the hearing test. And I don't know if you've seen them do this hearing test, but they're, they're actually, they're actually uh, testing the cognitive um, ability of the brain to actually learn things as it, as it grows based upon how it reacts to sounds. I thought it was kind of interesting. And, um, but just how, how precious that little baby is, how, how wonderful she's, you know, developing. But from the moment, you know, actually while we're still in the womb, there's this thing, our, our flesh is wanting stuff, you know. It's, it's like... <laughs> But it's not just—it's not just flesh that's being formed in the womb, though. It's—it's it's the spirit. So there's a spirit that's going on too, and she's already been affected. And it was wonderful. We got—I got to pray. Uh, it was really good timing. Um, won't say exactly why, but it was really good timing because I got to speak over this little baby and that family, and speaking good things over them. And she's going to grow up in the knowledge of God and and be led, and it's going to be good for her. Um, but from the moment that we're born and the moment of well, formed, I guess, is, is there's, this, there's this, this adversity going on between the flesh and the spirit. And, uh, and that's, that's partly what becomes so necessary for these times of um, uh, fasting, to be able to just disable and say, okay, we're not even going to have any fighting going on. <laughs> you just don't even get a choice. You're just, you're just going to have to sit by. And uh, because um, the flesh is so dominant, it wants to it wants to lead us different places. And and what it's wanting to do is say, I know how to take care of you. I know how to I know how to make you feel good. I know how to make you survive. I know how to sustain you. And that's the battle. Is there's and it's so obvious to us. There's so many things that are so blatantly apparent. Um, but there's a need. 
for there to be a, a strengthening of spirit, and the strengthening of spirit cannot come from the flesh. That's why these times are so important, because you have to move away. The Now, here's what's cool about this, is the inverse does happen. The flesh will be sustained by the spirit. In fact, in every way that our flesh is in need, there's a spiritual supply that will meet it. So let's kind of look at this, if you don't mind. Um, let me get my phone to not turn off on me here. Um, and uh, I've, I've just really been amazed at how that can, it can be a reality for us in this, in this time. And I don't know about you, but again, I'm, I'm starting to, to feel other things kind of just fall off, you know, from uh, even having a voice, some other things. You know what I mean? And what I, what I really see it doing is it's, it's setting us up for um, the power of the Spirit. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by, it's by my Spirit, says the Lord, right? And so we, we have to, we, it's up to us to do this. It's up to us to position ourselves for this. But I just want to look at this word sustain. I, this is not my, I'm kind of wanting to write some stuff about this because that there's this word being sustained that I think is, we can draw some things from and it'll be part of what we'll look at here. So I, I just want to look at the definition of it here first. Uh, the, the supporting of life or health, maintenance or means of livelihood. So again, there's, a, there's such a drive that we have, and we have so many manuals, and we have so many workshops that'll tell us what we need to be doing to make sure that we're being the best that we can be, that we can sustain ourselves, our families. You know, men have this strong in them that they got to sustain their family. They got to provide for their meals. They got to provide everything that they need. Uh, and a livelihood, something, uh, get that little phrase there. The factory provides sustenance for half the town. That means the town don't get by without the factory, right? It's got, it'll be sustained by it. This next one, something especially food that sustains life or health. So looking for sustenance in the kitchen. That was actually me last night a little bit. <laughs> I opened up the fridge and I thought, what can I drink? Because <laughs> I'm only drinking. But anyway, uh, this next one, something that sustains something else. Essential support. So researchers seeking financial sustenance. So there's a there's there's a economic sustenance that we require. That a, a woman feels really unstable if she's not being supplied. She's not have, having a uh, economic basis. So let's go to this first one though. Here Nehemiah nine nineteen. <clears throat> and I saw this. This was interesting because um, there, there's a connection made here between the spirit and and what. Israel actually practically had to have. And, uh, you know, when they were brought out of Egypt, they were completely dependent on God. I mean, they didn't have any food. They didn't have any way of knowing where to go. They, not, nothing. They, they were completely, what, sustained by God. But let's, let's read this because I think it's kind of interesting. It, it wasn't just... It, it, it wasn't just a, a material, a practical thing that was they were being sustained by. They were actually being sustained by a spirit. And, and what the spirit was doing was it was sustaining their natural. 
So I, th I thought this was kind of a cool example of this, okay? Because again, what, what we're wanting, we're, we're usually being driven by what the, what the adversity is, is the natural wants to provide our sustenance. And it's very easy to follow that. We can be kind of successful at it, but it's not going to be the same. And it cannot sustain our spirit. So, yet in your manifold mercies, you did not forsake them in the wilderness. So it's talking about Israel being in the wilderness, right? The pillar of the cloud did not depart from them by day to lead them on the road, nor the pillar of fire by night to show them the light and the way they should go. You also gave them your good spirit to instruct them. Isn't that interesting? They didn't have everything that we, they didn't even have the law yet, did they? They didn't, they didn't have anything to go on. And yet there was a spirit. Remember they could, see, they could see this glory on Moses when he'd go into the tabernacle? They could see God. They, they see, saw these demonstrations, the pillar and the cloud. You know, they saw all these kind of things. And what they were being instructed, what were they being instructed in? I believe it is what we're talking about tonight, that they will be sustained by a spirit and not just financial things. They're seeing, they're, they're seeing a spirit leading them. They're seeing a spirit providing for them, right? You also gave them your good spirit to instruct them and did not withhold your manna from their mouth and gave them water for their thirst. Forty years you sustained them. That means they were cared for completely. Now look what it says here. This is really kind of amazing. They lacked nothing. They were in the desert. You know, uh, what kind of resources do you have in the desert? You know, and he said they lacked for nothing. Their clothes did not wear out. Now, we're talking about supernatural stuff here, aren't we? This, and this, is, this is what we have. We don't just have natural things. So many times we want to start looking at the natural thing and saying, God, provide for this natural thing. And he says, that ain't nothing. It won't even wear out if you let me be the source, right? Okay. Their clothes did not wear out and their feet did not swell. <laughs> you ever have a swollen feet? Well, these people were in the desert and they didn't get cars. They didn't have horses. They didn't have, they're walking. So not only did he provide for their clothing and, the, and their meals and everything else, he provided for their health. They were not sick, right? Talk about sustenance. This is covering all the bases, right? But where's it coming from? It's coming from the spirit. Okay, can we see that connection? All right, so let's look here in Proverbs 18, 14. We'll just go through some of these, and I think we can draw some good things. Um, the spirit can sustain the flesh, but not vice versa. The spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. So when a person's going through something, they can be sustained by their spirit. But who can bear a broken spirit? And here's where, here's where the difference can, we've been talking about the spirit being able to sustain the flesh, but what happens when your spirit gets broken? And here's the temptation, is for there to be a natural sustenance that's caring for a spirit. And this is why so many people never get their answer. 
Uh, this is why substance abuse is so prevalent. You got a broken spirit, I'll self-medicate. With what? You're not going to fix a spirit with a natural thing. Right? And that's what this is saying. He says, you know what? When you have a natural problem, you can care for it with the spirit. But when you have a spirit problem, you're not going to care for it with the flesh. Can you see that? So it's so necessary to begin to, to, to develop in the areas of spirit care. If there's going to be spirit repair. You can quote me on that. I just, <laughs> I just <kidding. laughs> that came from somewhere. We'll just stay. We'll just <laughs> oh man, this is getting bad. Okay, you're a poet, but you don't know. But your feet sure show up because they're on fellows. Okay, exchange required. So Psalms fifty five twenty two. Um, so what do you do? There there has to be an exchange. Then if there's going to be a spiritual uh, resolution, there has to be an uh, a an exchange of the natural for it. You can't hold on to one and get the other. Can you see that? <laughs> so what do you have to do to get this sustaining from God? What does it say? You have to do what? Cast your burden on the Lord. That means there's going to have to be some, I've got some stuff that I, that, that you know, it's, I think we can look at burdens in two different ways. Burdens are things that weigh us down. Then they're things that we're holding on to that are keeping us from actually getting to where we need to go. You know what I mean? Sometimes burdens are things that we're, we don't even recognize them. We're just holding on to them. You know what I mean? And so, but for there to be a sustaining by the spirit, there has to be an exchanging of the natural of the flesh. There's going to have to be a letting go of some of that. And that's why I see this is so powerful in a, uh, in, a, in a fasting time that we can intentionally take hold of come. But this is where our focus needs to be. And this is what I want to be encouraged in during these times is, man, let's don't look at what we're letting go of. Let's look at where we're going to. Let's look, look at what we're, the exchange. So if you're making an exchange for something um, and you're paying for something, you're seeing enough value in what you're getting to give up what you got. You know what I mean? And so there needs to be an, an understanding that what I'm giving up here is not some big deal. That boy, I am just, it's just, a, I don't know how I'm going to, no. <laughs> what I'm getting is so, so much greater. But you have to be going to what is greater. You have to be going to that spiritual strengthening. Um, and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. So what would you say the righteous are? That's, that's those that are actually let, making that exchange. Making that change, right? Okay. So where is an exchange of flesh? There is an equipping of sustenance. So let's look at 1 Kings here. And I saw this story of, of David. Remember David was, uh, he's out hanging out with the Philistines to hide from the king. And... Uh, Man, he's doing some really interesting night raids. You know, he's going and raiding some other towns and 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 acting like he's he's not he's okay. So the the guy he's living under, you know, is is uh, Hish, I think his name is Hish, King Hish, and he uh, man, he he makes buddies with Hish. Hish loves this guy, but he 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 leaves Ziklag where there all their families are. They're living in Ziklag. And he goes to, to go on a, on a campaign with Achish. And the problem is, he's David. He's an Israeli. 
And he's on, that, he's on the outskirts of the ranks, but the, these other guys are saying, you can't have this guy working with us. <laughs> he's he's going to undermine our whole project. So he, he's, they make him go home. And when he gets home, the Amalekites had come and raided Ziklag. And they had, they had burned the whole town down, and they, had, they hadn't killed anybody, but he, they didn't know this. But they'd taken all their wives, um, and they were ready to mutiny. They were ready to get rid of David. And, of course, David's heartbroken himself, and he's feeling like a failure, you know. And his spirit was crushed. His spirit was crushed. Actually, his faith was crushed. And he was fearing for his life in that moment. Not from some other enemies, from the, the great men that he had brought around him because they saw it being his fault, right? So, I, David is such a great example of this. And, I, and I'm thinking, he had such... But, but this is what I want to follow after because what you develop in your life is what's going to be for there, be there for you when you need need it. Um, just in the natural, you're not going to be. I, I've found this out with uh, getting older. You know, we've been talking about some of this, but you're just not used to doing certain movements. You know, I've got to build my fence in, in the backyard, you know, just bending over, just doing certain things. You're just not used to doing them. So when you get out there and you need to do it, things are going to cry out and say, no, you're not. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, this, this isn't going to happen. Why? But, but all it takes, and, and so I've been kind of working on this because I've been working out. I've been doing some other things. And I've noticed when I go to need to do some of those things that I'm ready to do them. Is it, is it because I, I, I was just gifted that way? No, it's because I prepared for it. And, and that's in the natural. So that's the natural body. But our spirits are the same way. The, you, your, your spirit can be weak. And, and it can be depleted. And it's going uh, to need some preparation. So here's what was so good about David. Is, is he got used to, it was what he's naturally doing. It's like I was... Um, you know, I've been talking to my son about, you know, just playing an instrument or something. And, and uh, if you have to think about things too much, it, it, it just doesn't work. But if you've gone through the process of doing it continually and, and faithfully, I, I, I said, you know, I can play a Bach piece. Uh, you know, there, there's this prelude I can still play, you know, from, from college. Man, just amazing to me what you could do. I'm, it's, it's not about me being, it's just I went through this process, and it's like, it's amazing. It's, it's built into who you are. I think it's, I think it's your spirit, even. I think it's, it's part of, of your being. It's, it's like it, it goes on autopilot. In fact, I can almost play it better if I'm watching a ba basketball game on TV because it, I get, my mind gets out of the way, and this this thing that's been built into me just happens, you know, and um, just a, an amazing thing. And sometimes these these developed processes, uh, if I hadn't done that, what I did is, is I learned that piece with a metronome at very slow pace. 
And what it did is it built it into my subconscious even, right? But what David was doing all the time, he got, he got so used to worshiping God that adversity did not trigger uh, being despairing and underneath of it. It triggered worship. It said, oh, my flesh is being crushed. So I must do something about my spirit. And when he when he did, it was such a natural response for him. So let's look at this, and and, um, and, and we'll, we'll draw it out a little bit. Um, so, oh, I got the wrong story. Yeah, I'll just reverse these. Okay, goodness, I got the wrong story. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to that one. Okay, let's go to First Samuel thirty. So now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So how did he strengthen himself? It wasn't a physical strengthening, was it? Where was, where was he weak? Where was he crushed? In his spirit. Right? Right? So, let's go to Psalm 42. I love this psalm. And I just thought, I was looking for, maybe there was a, a psalm, and, and you might know where it is. It's directly co- uh, connected to David and Ziklag. Um, but this one is, is so great. And I just want to go through and kind of point out what David does, because, because there is a battle. Our minds are going to say, this is what I'm going through. But what is the resp- what is the building of the strength? What is the strengthening? And it's something that you have to do yourself. And, and, and what I want to look at this is, is this is not something that we can call out to God for. <laughs> now, he will help us. We call out to God. He says, man, I like it that you're calling out to me. This is wonderful. We're in a relationship. This is great. But how are you going to be strengthened? You aren't going to be strengthened by say, saying, God, strengthen me. That's, that's not how your spirit is going to be strengthened. Your spirit is going to be strengthened by you speaking some things. Okay, so let's look at this. As the deer pants for water, so I long for you, O Lord. Now, here, here is, 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 is the biggest thing that I see needing to go on during a time of spiritual strengthening, this savoring of the presence of God, of, of communion with him of awareness of his presence all the time. And this is what I want to, I want to develop this during these times. It's like, God, you are there. And it, it doesn't have to be something even weird. It's just like, wow, he's there. He's here right now. You know what I mean? But then, <laughs> remember what he said, when an enemy comes up, when, it, when, when the enemy camps against me, and an army rises up against me, one thing will I be confident of, that I have desired to be in the presence of God. That means when there's things coming against me in the natural, there needs to be one thing that comes out of me because my spirit is going to be what sustains me, not coming against those enemies. Isn't that amazing? Because, I mean, he was so great at defeating an enemy. 
But he saw his, his sustenance is not in the arm of his flesh, but in the, his God, his relationship with God. So when, I, when we begin this, and I love this, you know, there's a song that goes along with this. As the deer panteth for the water. But where does this come from? I believe it comes from this, battle, this adversity between flesh and spirit. And he says, you know what? I have this, in, what do you call it? Insatiable, <laughs> insatiable thirst for God. That comes out of me even more when I have adversity. And it needs to be, anything that we're going, coming up against, it needs to trigger something that we've prepared, this Bach piece in, inside, you know? That it's not something we're trying to work up, we're trying to think about, or we have to pull out and say, oh, now where are my scriptures? No, it's coming out of us because we've had times of fasting where we have set aside everything else. And this is what comes out of us. What am I thirsting for? This is not a, a natural thirsting. This is a spiritual thirsting. There needs to be an awareness when, 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 the, when the spirit is being challenged, when it's being potentially crushed. There needs to be, it, it needs to be kind of like us when we're wishing we had another meal in the body. It's, 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 the, the spirit should rise up and say, oh, I have to have God. You know what I mean? There, there, I have, I, I'm hungry for him. I thirst for him, right? That's what I'm seeing in this first one. Man, I'm, I'm not going to get through this if I keep having too much fun. All right. As a deer pants for the water, so I long for you, oh God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I find him to come and stand before me, or stand before him? Day and night I weep for, it, weep for his help, and all the while my enemies taunt me. Where is this God of yours? They scoff. So up until this point, it's just been talking about having a good time with God and wanting God. But all of a sudden, you find out he's in the middle of something, isn't he? His enemies are coming against him. They're scoffing at him. It sounds to me like it's Ziklag. Everybody's wanting to come against him. And they're scoffing. They're saying, well, where is your God now? Right? But what does he do? He says, take courage, my soul. He starts... He's not talking to God about this right now, is he? He's saying, no, my spirit's going to need to get strengthened, right? Do you remember those times? What does he start doing? He starts exalting what God has already done and an experience he's already had with God. And this is, this is such a good practice for us that instead of considering what we're going through, considering who we're going through it with, and we can intentionally do this and disable that that movement of the enemy, that challenge to the flesh, and, and its demands saying, I got a sustenance for you. You say, no, my sustenance is going to come from God, and I'm going to start talking about what he's done. These words are so powerful, but how could you ever forget them? Then you led a great procession to the temple on festival days, singing with joy, praising the Lord. Why then be downcast? Isn't this interesting? Everything's coming against in the natural, but his response is a Spiritual response. How do you build up your spirit? You build up your spirit with words of praise, words of exalting God, words of worshiping God, right? Why then be downcast? And who's he talking to? He's saying, flesh, you do not get a voice right now. You have to enter right on US 183. <laughs> <laughs> Why be discouraged and sad? Hope in God. I shall yet praise him again. Yes, I shall again praise him for his help. 
What's he, 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 he hadn't even, he's still in the middle of some scoffing. He's still in zigzag. He's still needing something. What's he doing? He said, my soul, we're going to praise God for his help. Not for his help in the future, for his help. He's mine right now, right? Yet I am standing here depressed and gloomy. So he's still a person. He's saying, I, there's still a reality around me, right? Yet I'm standing here depressed and gloomy. But I will meditate upon your kindness to this lovely land where the Jordan River flows and where Mount Hermon and Mount Mizar stand. You know, I don't know any of these mountains. I don't know any of this stuff where he's at. But I have stuff in my life that I can begin to say, yeah, but... But God's already done this. Oh, it's so necessary because our minds are where the flesh is buying for. It's saying, if I can just get into his mind, I can disable his spirit. And the spirit's saying, if I can just get into his mind, I can disable his flesh. Right? Because the flesh cannot sustain the spirit. But the spirit will sustain the flesh. If we strengthen it by our words, by what we declare. Amen? <clears throat> but I will meditate upon your kindness of this lovely land. Okay. All your waves and billows have gone over me, and floods of sorrow pour upon me like a thundering cataract. Shoot, man. Yet, day by day, the Lord also pours out his steadfast. Isn't this cool? So he's, always, he's, he's saying, there's stuff coming against me. But, and see, this is, this is where, this is where the challenge lies, is, is when we're going through something, we always need to have a but about it, you know? And my wife keeps telling me, and I need to write this, um, uh, a book about get your butt on the other side of God, you know, <laughs> right? Because that's what it is. He's saying there's stuff going on, but every time. There needs to, it, it needs to trigger this, but God. You know what I mean? <laughs> because what is that? Until there's a but God, there's a prevalence of flesh. And the spirit doesn't get strengthened until it gets praise. Amen? Until he gets praise. And through the night, I sing his songs and pray to God who gives me life. What's he talking about? He said, this is my life. This is what I'm used to. I, my spirit is so strengthened in the presence of God that when I sense something coming against it in the least, it's real. It's coming against me in the natural. But one thing I have confidence in is going back to praising him. Right? Oh, God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forsaken me? Why must I suffer these attacks from my enemies? Their taunts pierce me like a fatal wound. Again and again they scoff. Where is that God of yours? But, man, there is no strengthening of the spirit without a but. All right. But, oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him for all that he will do. He is my help. He is my God. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. How's it go? <laughs> I've seen you move. You move the mountain. 
return, and I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe I'll see you do it again. All right. I like that, you know? So what are we doing when this is happening, though? And, 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 and it really has to become something <laughs> that our relationship with God has much to do with how we're praising him. You know, I, I like this about, um, about our kids, and I, th I think this has to happen with, with people, too. It's not enough to just be nice to somebody. There's something about praise that changes the relationship. You know what I mean? I, I think kids really need this. It's like, even if they're messing up, you know, <laughs> there's something good about them that needs to be exalted. And they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be loosened not from condemnation they're gonna be loosened from praise, they're gonna be enabled through praise, right? And sometimes with God we want to make it a, 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 a lot about well even standing in faith sometimes it's like we're just believing that God's gonna do this we're believing this God's gonna do this sometimes we just need declares of declarations of who He is because those declarations are what strengthen the spirit to actually believe that He will do those things. Amen? It's almost like, God, leave me alone right now for just a little bit. I just want to praise you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like um, I'm not doing this to get anything. I'm just doing it because my spirit needs to hear how great you are, and it's going to hear, and, and my soul is going to hear it, right? And I'm not even going to ask you for these enemies to go down. No, they, they're going down. I'm going to praise you because that's what they do. I'm going to praise you because you're my help right now. It's, it's, it's a declaring of who God already is. It says, and the spirit wakens up in that. It says, oh, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. Amen? Is that good? All right. Let me see if I can do this and if it'll work at all. Um, I might just tell this real quick. Oh, no, there's just too much. All right. We're getting close anyway, right? This is good though, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's look at Philippians 3.3. 3. And I, I was so encouraged in this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about uh, the three parts of our being that need to be fasting. Not just our bodies, right? It needs to be our, our spirit and our soul and our body. And how the body needs really needs to be a part of this. It, it needs to not just, because we don't go anywhere without our body. And the body is the, the biggest adversary. <laughs> you know, if you can, well, well, James talks about our tongue. I mean, that's part of our body, right? If you can control the tongue, you can control anything. It's like a ship. It's like a, it's like a horse, right? But um, what's that? But what I was seeing in this is uh, that the spirit is maintained, it's strengthened always by words. The body is challenged by infirmity, it's all these other kinds of things, but the, but the spirit 
is determined by words. You can go into a room where everything's peaceful and say one word, and boy, you can change the whole spirit. That's why, you know, in our homes and stuff, we control the spirit of the home. We can control, actually, the nature. You know, it, it says, uh, you know, in, in the New Testament, it's talking about women that, that will, it says, don't leave your husband necessarily because he can be won by what? And it says the conversation of the wives. And sometimes I thought, well, that's just their lifestyle. But no, I believe it's what they're saying. Because we, we can either become a part of a controversy, strife. But when the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts are acceptable unto him, it creates a spirit that reflects his spirit and empowers the spirit of faith. So, anyway, I, I, man, I, I had never really seen that before. And I was like, well, that's really cool. The, how powerful the, the, the word, you know, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. What is it? That's the spirit. Everything about God is connected to words. And so his spirit is connected to words. That's why it's so important what's coming out of our mouth. Every idle word, everything that we're saying is either forming a spirit of faith or a spirit of doubt, or lust, or but, and we can begin to intentionally do those things, and that, that's what David was doing That He was saying some things about what's going on around him, but he always said, no, no, because other words need to be spoken right now, because the answer is not coming against those things. The answer is exalting the king, right? All right, so let's look here, because this is why I think it's so powerful um, during these times, for there to be words of praise coming out of our mouths that we can develop. This is something I'm wanting to do myself. Uh, I, you know, when we grow up in church especially, we can, we can get into kind of a, uh, a, a religious approach even, even with our talking to God. We can get into a different voice. We can get into different things. And I want to develop this. Uh, or even a dependence on some kind of... A, a song that we're familiar with, Amazing Grace, how sweet to sound. I can't really praise him unless I'm singing something I know really. It's like, but what about God myself? Can I just begin to talk about him? Because this is where it really gets powerful, where it's not just somebody else's inspiration, but it's coming from my life, you know? And it, 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 I like to do this writing, but, but we need to be developing it this during this time where we're talking to him like he's our our honored and re, re, renowned and revered friend but somebody that we're talking to just like I'm talking right now that we're talking to him we're declaring how great he is you know uh, because that and, and we do it on a continual basis so that when we're triggered by the flesh that's what comes out if we're not doing it regularly, if we're not developing that, then it, it doesn't just come out. So this needs to happen in, in our understanding because we're training our mind. We're not conformed to the world, but we're transformed in what way? In what words we're putting into our mind by the renewal of our mind, right? Now, it doesn't just say by the word of God in there, does it? It just says by the re renewal of our mind. I believe the renewal of the mind is when the spirit is getting a chance to say, no, I get to be there over the flesh. 
right? That will be by Scripture, but I believe it's also by the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because how does he become our comforter? Have you ever wondered about it? He came to be our comforter? I just, I just really feel good, you know. It's, 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 well, how is, is that happening? And I believe this is an intentional part that God wants us to get used to. It's the savoring of his presence by the releasing of his gift from the inside. What is it? It's words. It's words that we don't control with our mind. We don't control with our flesh. That aren't being channeled by what we need. They're being released from the spirit on the inside. That part of us that's one with God. That spirit of truth that's on the inside gets a voice. And so what happens is what it can do. And this is what I think we can intentionally practice during these times. And we're setting aside other things. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to pray to God. Well, let's pray in our understanding. Let's tell him how wonderful he is. Let's say, a, let's use but in there a lot and say, but God. You know what I mean? Let's, let's really get uh, adamant about this. But let's also pray in the spirit. And what that, what is that? That's, it, it's not just releasing heavenly language into the atmosphere. It's going through our minds. And it's actually allowing your mind to be dislocated from the power of the flesh. And in the time when you're praying in the spirit, you're actually being comforted in your mind. Can you see that? Yes. And you're being built up. So let's look at this. Philippians 3.3. 3. The worship of God in the spirit is the complete severing of flesh dependence. That's a nice way of saying circumcised. Right? Because we have to be completely severed from the power of the flesh to determine what our thoughts are going to be, right? And worship will do that. Worship in the spirit will. Not if we're trying to contrive worship somehow, but if it's in the spirit. So that's why it's so powerful what we've been given in this gift. For we who worship by what? The spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. Huh. It's interesting to see this in this context. So what we're doing when we're worshiping him in the spirit, what is that? That's, that's, that's in another language, right? We're actually being severed from the power of the flesh in that. Can you see this? That's really pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> we rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. And we do what? Put no confidence in the flesh. Oh, I like that. David said, he said, when an enemy comes against me, uh, in this will I be confident. In this one thing I will be confident that I have a place in the presence of God. Amen? And what, is, what, is hap what has to happen is the exchange. We talked about that. There has to be an exchange. There has to be a saying, I have no confidence in the flesh and all my confidence is in the spirit. Wow. Something to develop. Something to go towards. Something that we should be accessing during this time. It's a confidence thing. We're not insecure about this. No, this is who we have in God. Amen? But our spirit is being strengthened. We're building up ourselves on our most holy faith. Right? And that's what the next one here is. The building will come in exchange of the flesh for the gift of the spirit. So Jude 1.20. But you, beloved, and who's supposed to do this? 
we, we can't say, God just might not like me very much because he's not building me up very much. No, he gave us everything we need for this, right? And he says, it's up to us if we're going to be strong or not. Amen? And we can't be looking at natural things at all to determine whether or not we're strong. No, this is a spiritual thing. Amen? Building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves. Now, you know, part of the definition of sustain is keep. That means take care of. That means make sure everything's supplied. Everything's going to be there for you, right? It says, keep yourself. So God says, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of that, but I just need you to be doing the exchanging. I need you to be letting go of those other things, right? It says, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're, build, you're doing an exchange. You're releasing something that can't into the power of what can do all things. Amen? Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Father.